This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Start the show talking Yankees and Mets. We'll get to some other stuff along the way going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry before Boomer and Geo. Dan is in Hackettstown. Dan, what's on your mind this morning? What's up, Sal? How are you? Good, Dan. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll be better once uh, you answer this question for me here. I, sure. I, I listen to you all day. I listen to Boomer and Geo all day. I'm just curious, man. Like, I hear a lot of chitter-chatter about these tickets. Are you guys good? Yes. I mean, so on my side, yes. Okay. That's all. I just want to make sure everyone's still friends. Yeah. I mean, I well, I mean, Geo and I are friends. Boomer and I, I wouldn't say are necessarily friends, but we've been work acquaintances for quite some time, and I've never had an issue with, uh, with Boomer at all. I've never had an issue with either of them. Matter of fact... Truth is, Dan, that those guys have helped me uh, personally because when they play these clips back from this overnight show, people actually hear it as opposed to the minimal audience that is actually up on the overnight. So both those guys have been instrumental in my career as far as at least giving me some more exposure that I wouldn't otherwise have. I, uh, I love your, your overnight show. I think there's more people listening than you think. And uh, I, I love your passion, and I, I also... You know, not to say it, but I love when you bang your, your head on the table to some people, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you very much for the call and for the kind words. Look, I'm not saying that I'm not good. I mean, I know what I am. <laughs> Thank you very much. But those guys help bring attention to some of the clips because they bring it to a larger audience that is not... I mean, I, I know people do listen on the overnight, although I'd like a lot more people to call on the overnight, 877-337-6666. Hi, I'm here waiting. Um, but I know people do listen, but there's there's no denying that those two playing some of the clips back... And look, they play it back because it's good. I mean, it's entertaining. So I'm not stupid either. They're not just going to play back any crappy stuff. Although sometimes like if they, they've done that at times too just to make fun of it. But they play back some of the entertaining stuff and a larger audience hears it. And it helped uh, get me notoriety. Plus, I fill in on their show with Jerry when Boomer and Gio are both out. And that obviously helps with exposure as well. They, what they were doing the, you know, about the tickets was, I don't want to call it a bit, but it was not, um, it was not 100% truthful. Let's put it that way. There was embellishing that was going on with looking like I was 
asking for tickets or being a hanger on or begging, which is just not the truth. I mean, I just want to clear that up. So if you thought that that was, you know, on either side being done with any kind of um, bad intent, I don't believe that to be the case. So, yeah, I mean, we're good. I think you have to ask them. My end is all good. The one thing I didn't get to so far that I wanted to touch on, and look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest, um, well, I've mentioned I'm not the biggest college basketball fan at all, and I haven't really watched the women's college basketball uh, at all. But how could you not pay attention to what's gone on with the situation with LSU and Iowa where you had uh, Angel Reese getting a lot of flack for from LSU. You know, she was the star of LSU and uh, went back at, um, Iowa star Caitlin Clark, who was doing the John Cena chant or whatever it is. Two things from this story. Number one, and in no particular order either, Jill Biden, who, and I'm not making this political, believe me, because I don't even know who Jill Biden is, honestly. I'm guessing that that's the wife of the president because of the last name, uh, but I really don't even know who she is. Um, she wanted to invite both LSU, who won the national championship, with Angel Reese and Iowa who lost the national championship with Caitlin Clark. She wanted to invite both teams to the white house. And I don't understand why that is the case. And let me just get the exact quote here. Uh, I know we'll have the champions come to the white house. We always do. So we hope LSU will come, but you know, I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. No, that's not how it works. They lost. You don't bring losers to them. I and mean, I don't even care about this, but it just shows you the state of affairs in this society today where it's like, oh, they played such a good game too, even though they lost. I mean, there are no losers. No, there are losers. There are winners and there are losers. And Iowa is a loser. And Kaitlin Clark, lover or not, was a loser. They lost. I'm sorry. It's, it, this is not breaking any news here. Angel Reese was the winner. It takes away from the accomplishment of what LSU did. And good for Angel Reese tweeting out that it was a joke that Joe Biden said that. She's right. It is a joke. Iowa lost. They The whole point is going to the now, By the way, who cares about going to the White House anyway? If that's your thing, so be it. To me, it's about winning the championship, not about getting the invite to the White House, regardless of what the status of the office is or who's invited, whatever. That doesn't matter. It's about winning the championship. LSU won the national championship. Nobody's going to take that away from them until, of course, they find out uh, that there were certain things that shouldn't have been going on, and then they, they ban them and take the banners or whatever. But anyway, nobody's going to take, likely, take away the championship from LSU. They won. But, I mean, it's an insult to LSU that you'd be inviting Iowa as well. And then you throw in the whole Angel Reese versus Caitlin Clark, and I hate that this has become a race issue that everybody's making it black and white. Look, Caitlin Clark, during an Elite Eight game, was seen doing the John Cena, waving in you know the hand in the face, you can't see me, after knocking down some threes. Angel Reese, after LSU beat Iowa, went back to Caitlin Clark and did the same thing. Now, she did it in a more... Um, uh, it was uh, it was aggressive, the right word there, more aggressive manner, like seeking out Caitlin Clark. But still, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. The, 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 the way we're making the seem is like 
you know, it's the end of the world and it's a black versus white thing and how it's being perceived. I mean, this happens in sports all the time. People do one thing, you know, a guy hits a home run, does a bat flip, whatever. And then the next guy does the same thing to one up them when they win. Like we've seen this all, it happens all the time. Why are we making a bigger deal of this than needs to be made? It's not that big of a deal. Caitlin Clark wants to do that move, fine. She could get taunted, and Angel Reese did it. Now, you want to say Angel Reese took it a step too far or was maybe a little over the top with it? Maybe, but you know what? That's her right. She's entitled to do that, and now somebody else could do it to her next time if they beat LSU. But the idea we're making this like some huge deal here, I mean, it's it's out of control. Maybe it's good for the for the game. You know, taunting is a part of sports. Yeah, Angel Reese wanted to have herself heard and, and seen, and she was. Good for her. Are the criticisms fair toward her if they weren't toward Caitlin Clark? No, probably not. But, I mean, I don't think that it's, I mean, I hope it's not a white versus black thing. I don't understand why we got to make it that. It's a sport versus sport thing, player versus player thing. Anyway, so the Jill Biden trying to invite the runner up, I just don't understand that. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Sal, they got to stop with the race thing, man. It's it's getting to be a little bit stupid. If you don't yeah, agree. I mean, I just I, I just mean, don't understand Sal, why. What is, what is it with everybody? They can keep on bringing up black versus white. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I'd love to have seen if this were two black South. players or if this were two white players, what South. the reaction would be because this has happened South. plenty of times. Yeah. You're not getting my point. My point is everybody's created equal. If everybody would stop looking at outside and look at what's inside the person, maybe, just maybe, this planet and world would be a lot better off. Understood? You're well said, Stuart. Yes, Sal. I agree with you. I mean, Sal, come on. What is it? All the time we have to go there? Do we have to really go there? No, we don't. We should stop. People should stop looking at people for who, what they look like and what's inside. Then maybe yeah. maybe we could go about life being a little bit less stressful, a little bit less, a little less aggravating and whatnot. Okay. Right. Life lessons from Stuart in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I understand, Stuart. I just don't, uh, like, it takes on a world of its own when when a white person, well, whoever, when a person says something and then people are like, oh, wait, how come you said that? You didn't say that for the white person, but you said it for the black person. Like, to me, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Problem. It's about the, yeah, I know, I know that. I know it's the problem. I mean, I know, get it. You know, the thing is, you since when... Do they, anybody invite a loser to the White House? That doesn't make sense. It's about winning. No, that's stupid. I mean, that was really not very smart. But let's get to the let's get to the good part. Mm, another nice win for the Yankees. Your uh, Yankees are looking good, Stuart. They're, they're looking very good, and uh, I'm just hoping that the, the, the pitching can come around. Not the, the pitchers are pitching now, but that the uh, injured people can injured pitchers can come back. Well, they got to get Rodon. Yeah, you got to get Rodon back. Did you see Brito? Did we talk about Brito yesterday? He looked nasty the other day. Brito looks. He looks sharp. He looks sharp. He had that. He had everybody off balance with the plays he was mixing in his pitches, and he really looked sharp. And I was happy for the kid that he really had a good game. Yeah, and Brito could be. 
I mean, the, the Yankees had to send him down just based on numbers. Yeah, the, I think I agree. I think Brito will be in the rotation, as a matter of fact. I mean, it, and, the uh, way his pitches move eventually, and I don't know if it's just going to be based on injury or what, but I think Brito is going to find himself in that rotation. Now, again, it's all for one start. You don't want to overreact, right, but, but that's what we do. Like you're building a bulky. Of course not. But you know who I was impressed with when I watched? Sanger. Yeah, you like that ghost fork, huh? Oh my! It just drops. I mean, I have I've I've seen twelve to six, but nothing like that. That thing just drops out of sight. And you know, uh, we're gonna see. I'm trying to think of when Sanger's supposed to make his next start. Ooh, is Sanger starting Saturday? Because if he is, I'm definitely going to that game. I, I've just decided oh. if Kodai Sanger's starting Saturday, I'm gonna go with Scherzer. Yeah, it should be Scherzer, Peterson, uh, McGill. And then Senga again, right? Scherzer, Peterson, he might be McGill. Saturday, Sunday. Who am I forgetting? Scherzer, Peterson, McGill, Senga. Oh no! And um, who just won the the last game here? That we oh Carrasco. Yeah, it is Senga Saturday. Thank you, EJ. It is Kodai Senga Saturday. Oh, honey. Oh, I think I'm going to the game. Now, uh, what I'm going to be curious, the reason why I was bringing that up, Stuart, is because Terry Collins brought this up yesterday on Baseball Night in New York. Uh, be very curious to see what the Marlins do against Sanga the second time around. It'll be facing the second team in a row for Sanga, which is going to be unique, right, in this circumstance. Right, first two starts against the same team. And against that type of pitch, are they going to be able to lay off it this time knowing what you know that they've seen no, it uh, at a given time? it for one reason. It drops. I guess it's getting to the plate. I think I got to go to that game Saturday. I have to uh, go now. I think you have to go to the game, but uh, you better bother up your wife on Thursday. You better start bothering her up on Thursday, getting her ready. Well, for I'm already. Oh, yeah, I've, I've already laid the groundwork. So oh, you're right. You I mean, say? she's somewhat open to it. We're just trying to figure out the logistics with the baby. It makes things a right. little bit more difficult, you know. Uh huh. Of course, but the thing is. He has. He's going to be a good pitcher. That guy's going to be very good. He might even. Yeah, be I hope so. Man, he might even be able to make you make you forget number forty-eight. Or did you already forget about number forty-eight? I already forgot about number forty-eight. I don't know if Senga's going to make me uh, able to forget about it. And thank you for the call, Stuart. But I've I've already forgotten about him, at least for now. Out of sight, out of mind. When Degrom and the Rangers come to City Field in August be a different story but august is a long way from now you know what i was thinking too because it's so early in the year right the mets have played five yankees have played four games but you just go from you know a week ago we're like oh it's opening day two days away from opening day can't wait and then once you get in it it's like a snap of the fingers and a week has gone by and then before you know what a month has gone by it just it all just goes so freaking fast it's remarkable You'd know, be looking up at the standings, you know, in a week, and it'd be like, oh yeah, uh, the Yankees are in first place by three games over the race, or whatever it is. It's just, it just once it starts, it's nonstop. There are games every day. Like this is only the second show that I've done uh, this week. Obviously, we've seen five baseball games from the Mets and four from the Yankees. Like to react to all those, it just, I mean, it's great. Now, not much has happened with either side yet, as they're starting to get their feet wet, get into the season here, but still. It's, the schedule is weird, too, like I said before to start uh, the show, where you know the Yanks have played two National League opponents at home to start the season. The Yankees' first game against an American League team at the stadium will be April 13th. I mean, that's wild. 
two weeks into the season. And it'll be against the Twins, so that's a buy. So tack on four wins right there for the Yanks. So whatever their record is, they'll add four wins in a row against Minnesota because you know they never lose to the Twins. Yeah, matter of fact, the Yankees play the Twins seven times. That's it? They get the Twins games out of the way in April? You want to save those games for, you know, time of the year where you need a buy. You need a little bit of a rest. The Yanks get all the Twins games out of the way in seven seven games. I'll tell you, not only do I want to go to the game Saturday, I'm just thinking about, man, I love going to games. I was listening to, I don't know if this was the Mets broadcast, because I listened to both yesterday. I listened to the Mets going in and a little bit of the Yankees coming home. And it probably was the Mets broadcast. They were talking about Wrigley Field. And it just made me think, man, I want to go to Wrigley Field. I wish I could go to Wrigley and Fenway at least once every baseball season. Really special places. Jerry is calling from Pearl River. What's up, Jerry? I'm calling for my eighth place uh, participation ribbon today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sports has no place for any of that color. You either make the team or you don't make the team. Uh, the, the baseball, the basketball doesn't know the color of your hand or, or any of that. It's um, Joe Biden is just going right down the road like the rest of them. Everybody's a participant. Everybody gets to feel good about themselves. You learn more from losing than you do from winning. Yeah, I just don't understand it. Thank you for the call, Jerry. I just don't understand why the need to invite the losing team. Like, look, I don't know anything about Joe Biden, honestly. I know zero about it. This is not me lying. I know nothing about politics. I pay no attention to it whatsoever. I barely know who's in office. Barely. But why you would invite the losing team just doesn't make any sense. So does that mean, you know, let's say it's a Subway Series or or both teams getting invited after the World Series? Or is it going to be – so are we changing that now? Is that what's going to change moving forward? First of all, it's a dumb thing anyway, at least from my perspective. Maybe the teams themselves and players themselves over the years think it's a great honor, and maybe it is. In just my reality, like I don't care about it, much like the WBC. I don't care. Oh, that's great. So-and-so won the World Series, and they're getting, uh, they go to the, the White House. Okay. Whoop-de-doo. They won the championship. Like To me, that's the highest honor, not getting to go to the White House. The highest honor in college basketball should be winning the national championship. LSU achieved that as far as the women go. LSU achieved that. Then they get the If I'm them, if I'm LSU and Andrew Reese, I say, you know what? You're inviting Iowa. Guess what? We're not coming. You could have the losers show up. We're the winners. That's what I would do if I were the LSU program. Oh, okay. You want to invite Iowa? And now I'm sure this is going to be turned into a black and white thing, which I don't believe that it is, but I'm sure that that's what it's going to be turned into. Well, Caitlin Clark, everybody wants to see Caitlin Clark there. Because she's some superstar, I guess. I, I know, again, nothing about it other than what I've read in the last week due to this incident. But if I'm LSU, I say, we won the national championship. We don't need to go to the White House. Who cares? You want to invite the loser? Then have Iowa there. You could get the second place team there. That's why you don't do things like that. Maybe it was just a mistake with that invite and somebody who watched the game and felt bad genuinely for the losers. And maybe Jill Biden's not that familiar with sport and how it works. I don't know. My wife said something funny yesterday when I was telling her, and it just reminded me, like, if you don't know sports, sometimes you, you think and say funny things. Where I was telling her, all oh, the Mets lost 10 nothing, And she's like, whoa. 
the other team must be really feeling themselves. <laughs> I was like, what an odd thing to say. And it made me laugh. And I forget the exact quote that you had, but it was something along those lines. Like, instead of saying 10 nothing, oh my God, what happened to the Mets? They should be embarrassed. It's dreadful. How did that happen? Who'd they play? She's like, yeah, the other team must be really, wow, they must be really feeling good about themselves right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Sparks! When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call, whatever it is you want to discuss. On this now Tuesday morning, Yanks and Phillies back in action tonight again at the stadium. Another night game for the Yanks. Domingo Herman will get the start for uh, the Bombers as they look to keep the Phillies winless on the year. The Mets and Brewers back in action again today. The Mets not having an off day to start the year. This will be game number six, six straight. Max Scherzer as they make their full turn now uh, through the rotation. Max Scherzer will be back on the mound for a second time this season and looking to be better than what he was the first time out on Thursday in Miami. Mets actually have a 740 local start or, or you know, our time here, uh, 740 start. Um, weird start times for the Mets all week. 
where you had yesterday a 210 start, tonight a 740 start, Wednesday will be a 140 start, and then Thursday a 110 start. Hard to keep up. As a matter of fact, Mets and Yanks both have now afternoon games tomorrow and Thursday. So Wednesday and Thursday. Tonight, obviously, like we mentioned, Yanks are at 7, Mets are at 740. Wednesday, the Yanks at 1, Mets at 140. And then Thursday, the Mets open their season at home. Well, the Mets have their home opener, I should say, on Thursday at 110. And then the Yankees head to Baltimore for a 3 o'clock start. Both teams are off uh, on Friday. And then let's just see the weekend real quick. Yankees are at night on Saturday. Uh, Mets are 4 o'clock. And then both teams are 140. Yanks 135, Mets 140 on Sunday. Just a weird schedule all over the place. And now that I know Kodai Senga is, in fact, pitching on Saturday, uh, that'll be a conversation that I have in whenever it is that uh, my wife, and whenever I wake up, uh, my wife will be up. She'll wake up probably in three hours. I'll go to sleep. And, and then we'll have that conversation about me got uh, me trying to go to that game as, as best I can. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good morning, sir. How are you doing, sir? Can you hear me good this time? Loud and clear, Val. What's on your mind? That was my fault. I apologize, Sal, my man. I apologize. I should have oh, known. My, the last time we spoke before that, he was saying, like, what are you in the Like, it was choppy, choppy, choppy on my phone. It was the headphones. I, I buy them cheap things because I always lose them. So it's like every mm. three, four weeks or so, I got to get another $5 pair. So that's my bad. But I, please forgive me. No, no worries. Yeah, you're good. I actually forgot about it until you just brought it up. And I felt so bad, too, because Zoo was on, and he was playing this nice, naughty by nature beat. And I really wanted to t tell you something before I even get into my points, because I wanted to say to you that night, and the way you're talking again tonight made me want to say to you even more. The one thing I respect about you, Sal, and I'm not saying I disagree with you, but every time we get to one of these moments where I get a chance to see what really goes on inside your mind, no matter how I feel about what you're talking about, I respect what you're saying because you seem like you think things through and you try your very best to give sincere and honest opinions. And I appreciate that from you, Sal. I just wanted you no, to know I that before that. I even go any further. I very no, I appreciate, much appreciate that, Bill. Because you was like the last time uh, when I was, I wanted to say to you, you were talking about like some people making, you know, just saying stuff just to get, you know, clicks on a, a board or something right. like that. You know, and I I, re, I always respect whenever I hear you say something that I know is something that you thought yourself through. And however you come at it, that's how you really feel about it. And you have reasons for it. So I respect Yeah, well, well, I appreciate that. It's not that I think everything through. Certain things, sure. But one thing I never, ever, ever do is fake something. I would never say something that I didn't truly believe to that's get it. response. I just don't care about that. I'd rather quit than that's do that. That's the sincerity that the, the, the airways demand, and that's why you're spot on, and that's why you're always number one with us. Thank Especially you very much, here, Scott. because people people do that fake crap, and a lot of people have faked their way to a lot, a lot, a lot of money, a lot more money than I'll ever make. And it is disgusting to see that take place, but I don't care. It's not me. That's and I know in this town, you know, some of those people that do stuff nationally that make a lot of money that fake their way through it and don't really know what the hell they're talking about or make stuff up to get clickbait and then they make money, they would never last here because we chew them up and spit them out in this town because we are I'm real. Saying, and I'm a New Yorker. I don't care to go real, national. I have no interest in that. I want to be here. This is what I want to do. Real trophies for the real ones. So you said it best, bro. Can't even go any further with that. 
But to get to why I called and why I wanted to speak to you tonight, my Yankees, man, I got three points for you, okay? The mm. first one, I wish, I, I, as much as I understand why they're doing it, I need the Yes Network to get the microphones out of Volpe's face, man, because it's not so much the fans as much as it is if he touches a ball, yo, we got to ask him, how did it feel when you touched the ball? If he walks up to the field and he steps over a line a certain way, yo, my man, did you step on that line like that on purpose? Is that part of your, your work ethic? Like, just back up off the kid. It's not us. When we cheer for him like that, that's love we show him. We want him to know that he's welcome and we behind everything that he's trying to go for. But they keep pushing this thing with this, like, every five minutes, bro. Like, they want to be in his face all the time. Let the kid grow. Let the kid live. Just leave him alone for a minute. I understand, like, it's, you know, it's a big monumental moment, but just back up just a little bit off of him. The second yeah, I play mean, I want to go. The, the, the okay. problem is, though, with that, Val, and I understand what you're saying, the, and that's up to Volpe to say no, and Aaron Boone was already coming out talking about that, how, you know, Volpe's going to get a lot of requests. I'm not talking about autograph requests from fans, but just from media requests. Everybody's going to want a piece. Hey, can you do this podcast? Hey, can you do this interview? Hey, MLB.com. Hey, the fan, whatever. See what I'm saying? And, yeah, yes, network. He's got to it, – it's overwhelming. He's got to learn to say, no, you can't do everything. Somebody, so, yes, somebody's that's gotta do part that of for it. Him. Cause you, you can see it in his face, Sal. That kid is not ready to be like the, the nomad right now. He He's trying to be everybody's somebody. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can see it in his face. Yes. Like he, he, he he's trying really hard, so you can't. Somebody's got to be the bad him. guy for him. He doesn't want to be the bad guy. Somebody's got to be the bad so. guy for him. And maybe that's part of managing him right now. You know what I mean? So my second guy that I wanted to get to, because I got three of them, and I want to get them in before you get me off. The second one I want to get into, I told you about that before. I, I, it wasn't you I was speaking to, but I think I was speaking to, to, to it might have been Mac, uh, Chris Mack, and I was asking him, like, it was right after the season, and I said, because the problem with Glaber is that he doesn't show up ready to go. And I was hoping he played winter ball this year, he stayed focused. When he came to spring, you saw it early. I was like, he's ready. He's not sluggish he's not he's moving he came ready to attack the season and then when you saw him in the world baseball he went out he did his little thing he came back he was still focused on what's going on did he's playing right now where like he understands not only like i think he's aged too because even if you saw him in like that first game when he both the home runs he hit was to the opposite side which is a good thing mm -hmm. but when you saw him when he hit the first one it was almost like he's accepting the fact that, you know what, everybody's talking about me like this as far as trade because maybe I have some value. So I got to be a big boy now and play because I'm not just playing for, you know, wanting me to stay here, and I do want to stay here. But at the same time, if they're going to move me, I got I to gotta show out. I got to play ball and play up to my potential. So no and maybe that was the wake-up call. Maybe, maybe it was the wake-up call he needed, Val. And again, he's a young player, 26 years of age. I do think you're going to see a Glaber closer to what we saw in 2019 than anything in the years in between then and now. And maybe his career could start to take off again and go in the right direction. What's your third point, Val? And then the last one, and you're going to tell me, because I'm just saying, I could be wrong, but there was a little while back we spoke about this. And I said it to you. And the thing you said to me was, Val, come back to me, Val. You see how Judge is starting the season, Sal. Right now, the boy is showing you that what he does is just what he does. He looks so comfortable and so relaxed in his role right now. I feel like 
everybody was talking about, like, can he do it again? You're starting to hear the buzz starting to creep up again. Like, look at what he's doing. If he stays healthy, oh, my God. I love what I'm seeing so far. And you were so right when you said it. It is such a beautiful thing to be able to call you now after seeing games and say, yo, Sal, did you see that? Sal, you Agreed. see what's going on? Baseball is back, baby. Love Agreed, talking to Val. you tonight, Sal. Have a great morning, my man. Thank you, Val. You too. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks for taking the time to call. I'm not going to go nuts about Judge just yet as far as what he can do total-wise, but the idea that, and, and I fell victim to this as well, you know, the idea that 62 was a fluke just because we never saw it before, and it's like, well, how's he ever going to do that again? Well, if he stays healthy, he is going to do it again because that's the type of hitter he is. Judge is a machine. I mean, he's going to hit in the 50s with ease, assuming health. Now, that's a big assumption. And I, I just said this yesterday. You know, let's try to focus on what is as opposed to what will be. But with baseball, it's fun to project and see what the numbers will be. Right now, you watch Aaron Judge. He, he's picking up right where he left off. It's amazing to me that teams will continue to pitch to him, honestly. I know the Yankees have other guys in there that could beat you, but I would never pitch to him. Manny is calling from Ron Conkham. What's up, Manny? So how you doing, buddy? Good, Manny. What's on your mind this morning? How are you? Uh, I, know, about, I was thinking about the Mets um, and Shohei Itani. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think it's worth them going out and trying to trade for him? Or just isn't it just better off they're waiting all in the offseason and get him then? I would probably wait. The most money. I would wait in the offseason, and I do think the Mets are going to offer him the most money, whether he takes it or not is yet to be seen. I do not believe, and the Mets basically came out and said it, they're not going to make a trade like that midseason. They're not going to go all in and give up what it would take to get Otani midseason. They'll survive without him this year, and then they're going to go all in to make a big pitch. I, one thing I've been firm on dating back to the offseason, maybe even you know during the end of last season, no one will outbid Steve Cohen. No one. Not the Dodgers, not the Yankees. Nobody is going to outbid Steve Cohen on Shohei Otani. That does not mean that the Mets will get him, though, because obviously Otani can take less to go elsewhere. Right. Yes. And, and then actually Scherzer's number comes off the books, too. So, I mean, even if they do offer him a ridiculous $55 million, it's only $12 million more than what they're paying Scherzer. And I think I'd rather have Otani at fifty-five than Scherzer. Well, Scherzer's, Scherzer's got an option, right? Doesn't he have an option for the third year? Um, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. he does have an option because I know that they were talking about picking that up or not. So it was a two-year deal with it with an option. But either way, oh. I mean, I don't think it's good. Remember, Cano's money comes off the books. They're still paying that stuff. Oh, wow. So Cano's money will come off the books. It, it, money's not an issue with the Mets. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's scary, it's crazy to say, but it's just not anymore. He is a yeah. He's got a twenty four. The he's got a player option for next year. Okay, so sure. he decides if he wants to to get in. Correct. He will decide if they okay. want to pick that up or not. And you know, look, there's going to be a lot that happens from now till then. But I don't think it's going to impact um, the Otani pursuit either way. Yep. Quick question: uh, Do you have a, a black SUV with black rims? Yes, I do. What are you stalking right, I, me, Manny? No, I saw you getting gas. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna go up to you and say hi. I was like embarrassed. I don't want to hear anyone uh, bothering while you're getting gas. So I was like, you know, I'll let it go. But I, I was pretty sure it was you. And next next time, say hello, Manny. All right, we'll do. 
Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. And not wanting to bother me getting gas, but next time say hello. Man, you never know who's watching. Matter of fact, I have to get gas now. Thanks for reminding me. I'm down under that 100 miles to go. So I don't want to leave for the city and have to do it again on the way home. You know, you'd rather get that going in. I'd rather be late to work going. I'd rather be a little late to work than late coming home. Get me in the door ASAP. I don't want to be stopping for gas coming home, whether it's at night or early in the morning. But I never allot the proper time to go do it. Matter of fact, I'm due for an inspection. I got to get a car wash. There's so much crap that piles up. I can't even believe the taxes are due the 15th, right? It's still, uh, EJ, do you know, is that confirmed? Is April 15th still tax day or do we change that too with everything else in society? That is my understanding that it is tax day. Okay. All right. Yeah, just just to confirm. I mean, I haven't even looked at that. I hope I got all my forms. I got to get that done. Meanwhile, I'm worried about going to see Kodai Senga's home debut Saturday. Taxes be damned. They can wait another week. Priorities, Eight, right? Seven. Yeah, exactly. You know what's up. Uh, you know what's up, EJ. Home of Keith McPherson at night. They're not supposed to be there. They weren't even supposed to be there. Whatever. They made the most of it, and that is the greatest upset in the history of the tournament. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Been talking a lot of Yankees, a little Mets. Mets getting drubbed 10-0 yesterday in Milwaukee. Max Scherzer will be on the mound tonight. Try to be that stopper and get back, uh, get the Mets back in a win column with a chance to go win this series on Wednesday before returning home for their home opener on Thursday. The Yanks will have Domingo Herman on the mound tonight as they look to win again against another National League opponent to start the year and make it two straight over the Phillies, three straight overall. They took two of three from the Giants over the weekend and now off to a good start after winning last night behind Nestor Cortez and behind some more power. Yanks do it uh, the same way basically every night, power and pitching. And last night was Nestor Cortez going five strong innings. And maybe the best play that he made, though, of the game was backing up home on what should have been a run-scoring base hit for Philadelphia. Uh, But it wasn't. They held a runner up at third. Cortez backing up an airmail throw by Cordero and nailed the runner. I think it was Marsh at third base to get out of that inning. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Good morning. Uh, just just to start, the Texas are the uh, 17th this year because the uh, 15th is a weekend. So. Oh, okay. Right, so so just, 17th uh, is tax day. Maybe yeah, so yeah, that's a couple days. Speak. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, oh, hey, so interesting, you got uh, some spies around Ron Conkama there, huh? That, uh you just uh, never good, know good. who's watching. I will tell you, and this is not this is not to be self-serving at all because I really don't I still don't even think about this stuff, but I do. I've noticed it in the last year or so getting recognized a lot more. And I do like I legit like when people say hello. It makes me feel good like, "Hey, you know, Sal, yeah, it makes me feel like you're listening or watching and I appreciate it." So, please feel free if you see me even if it is at a gas station, say say hello. I'm I'm still amazed that we haven't crossed paths, uh, you know, out, out and about. It's uh, just kind of funny that way, but uh, um, you know, especially given our schedules are somewhat similar there. But uh, mm. you know, uh, I'm not 
not really yeah, out right. a lot, honestly. I mean, that's that's probably part of the reason. I'm not generally oh, well, go. going out. I mean, I, I did right. have to go to Costco the other day. Um, so I did, you know, a little Costco run, which happens, I guess, once every few weeks or whatever. But outside of that, I generally don't go out, especially around here. I'm working. I'm either working or I want to just sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, I, uh, well, that was part of my plan yesterday <clears throat> to watch the second night of WrestleMania, which is not going to do because I got distracted by the news of the sale of WWE to the uh, parent company of UFC there. So that. Uh, so yeah, what, what does that mean? Show. Explain that to me. UFC bought WWE. The uh, yeah, the, uh, the everything's going to be under uh, under their heading now. Now, from what I understand, and of course that can change because I always get nervous when the the, uh, <clears throat> the the head of the business you know assures everybody nothing's going to change. You know, I've, I've heard that before. But uh, from what I understand, is there'll still be two separate parts of the same company. So uh, <clears throat> it's almost almost kind of like if you had, uh, well, I guess like the Rangers and the uh, and the Knicks both under under Dolan. So oh, okay. that, that's what I'm that's what I'm guessing right now. It's going to be like, uh, although you might start seeing some more people drifting from UFC maybe into uh, WWE or, or maybe vice versa. But uh, you only had a handful of people doing that. Uh, but yeah, it should be it should be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I so. can't. I don't know. I just don't care anymore. I can't get into it. Although, as I was telling you, Eric, off the air, I did buy this new book that I somehow found. I don't know if it was promoted. Yes, thank by the you new for York that. Post. By the way, yeah, a book called Ringmaster: Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America. See, this crap I can't get enough of. This to <laughs> me, this would be fascinating. And I don't know when I'm going to find the time to do this, but I definitely want to read this book. And matter of fact, if I do read it and it's good. Maybe get the author on and discuss it, but that to me is a fascinating topic. Just Vince McMahon, who, he, whether you like wrestling or not, I mean, he is a fascinating character. The controversy, oh, oh yeah, I mean, the controversy throughout his life and tenure, the the build up of the company that he took over from his father. Like, there's great storytelling in that, or or great uh, stories to be told in that. And I'm hoping that this book, Ringmaster, um, gets to all of it. Yeah, I threw that on my wish list for uh, Father's Day, so that that'll be my uh, next project. I'm already in the middle of a couple of the books there. So, um, look, really, the, uh, when do you have time to read? How many books? What are you, a couple other books? What are you reading? I'm, I'm in the middle of um, uh, the uh, Ralph Macchio book, which I got for Christmas, and I'm in the middle of which is very good, by the way. And uh, I'm in the middle of a Star Trek uh, novel, so which I know you have. No there, there's a, a Ralph Macchio book. What a bio. Oh yeah, yeah. It just came. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's. I'll send you the uh, the, the cover. It's, I think it's Cobra Kai on the. Uh, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. It's called the uh, Wax Wax On Wax Off, I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah it's it's very good. I gotta say, I'm about halfway through it right now. I love I love autobiographies. It's basically the only thing that I read. Here's the problem: I used to read a lot more. And then I met my wife. So, so like, I, I just, yeah. yeah, I just don't. I used to read at least. I try to read a book a week or every couple of weeks. It was great. I loved to be for bed, read some pages. I loved reading. I went from hating reading in school because they made me read these books where I had no interest to actually loving reading <laughs> as I got older. Now I just don't have any time for it. I, I legit don't understand. I don't even know if like, let's just say that I had time for it like my wife was away with the baby for whatever reason my mental capacity right now there's so much going through my mind i can't sit yeah. there and dedicate time to yeah. read a book i feel like my mind's not relaxed enough 
I, I completely understand that. And, and the only, the way I'm doing it right now is I'm, I'm basically trying to do 10 pages a day. If I can do that, then, then that, that, that's, so that's okay. why I'm where I am in the book there. So, um, I mean, boy, what a, what a disaster I was making yesterday. Yeah. And you know what worries me? And this is, and Terry Collins hit it because I, I screamed out yes yesterday when I heard him say that as far as uh, Carrasco, because he's been complaining about the pitch clock right from the, right from the get go. And I, and I'm worried that it's going to be in his head for a good part of the season. You know, it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be hard for him to, let this go, uh, you know, as far as it affecting him, and that's what worries me. So I don't know what you what you think on that, but uh, yeah, I, I, look, I I don't think it should be in his head. He he's got to know about it. I'm more worried about the fatigue aspect of it, where Carrasco referred to, you know, the pitch clock and, and being maybe uh, needing to build up his stamina. He wasn't able to handle it. That well, to me would be more of a concern than the pitch clock being in his head physically, the demand that it would take on an older pitcher like himself. Well, I, I I would agree with that to a certain extent, but sometimes sometimes the mind makes the body the way it is as well. So uh, I think true. they're both playing together for, in that in that regard. So uh, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, but you know, it, it's not been a great. He didn't have a great spring training. Uh, I know, and and it didn't start off well. But I just the last thing I want to touch on. It's kind of funny. The I, I think it was Val brought up about uh, uh, the way Judge is starting off. Uh, the season and everything. It's just kind of funny how he did not go to the WBC while guys like Alonzo and Lindor did, and then it's not starting off great. So I know there's no correlation. I know there's no correlation, but uh, just kind of interesting in that uh, sense. So have a great morning, Uh, Sal. I'll talk to you. Thank you, Eric. Yep, you you too. I appreciate you checking in. I mean, look, you know, the WBC, the impact, who knows what it will have, uh, you know, aside from the, the obvious with the Diaz injury. But Lindor, Alonzo, uh, those two in particular, off to slow starts. So I'm sure you could draw comparisons to guys who went to the WBC and are having some early success, uh, as opposed to just Judge didn't go and he's off to a good start, and Alonzo and Lindor did go and they're not off to a good start. Problem is, regardless of what the excuse is, Alonzo and Lindor through the first five games have not done anything. And the Mets just can't. And again, it's five games. But that's what we do. We overreact. But Alonzo uh, and Lindor, if they're not hitting, the Mets cannot win. Simple as that. Their lineup, their lineup is not built the way the Yankees is, to where the Yankees any given night could have one guy wreck a game with one swing of the bat. Rizzo, Stanton, Judge, Glaber now. You know, the Mets don't have those home runs in that lineup outside of Lindor and Alonzo. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.